It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com. Girl Boss Bites Me in a Hotel. In part 40 of my recent book, as I'm wrapping up the conscious uncoupling of me and the second love of my life due to her affliction with body glitter, note, that's what I'm going to call genital herpes if I ever have to mention it again. I recall a time the Pima County Health Department left a note on my door telling me a recent partner tested positive for an STD. That story deserves more attention. I was working as a group home supervisor, part six of my recent book, when Girl Boss issued me an invitation to meet her in a nice hotel room she would provide for us. Swiping in Tucson only lasts 30 minutes to an hour before you start getting more northern matches like Mesa and Phoenix, and Girl Boss and I had been speaking on and off for years. Even at the talking stage, she demanded a lot of attention, so I usually wound up deleting my account mid-conversation. Future reimaginings of my profile always triggered new matches between us, and we comforted each other the night Trump's electoral college victory became apparent. This is around the time she set the stage for our sex-only romp. Girl Boss was younger than me, fit with dirty blonde hair and a common name she spelled more provocatively. Think I-E instead of Y. She was some type of hiring manager or supervisor for a national temp agency and made really good money. Girl Boss told me she was too busy to date, but loved attention and sex. She framed the dialogue around her invitation as her doing me a favor, told me how lucky I was to be selected by her, and, in reference to our sporadic and sustained chat history, said, You've wanted me for almost two years. I think it's time you got me. Did she think I was emotionally mixed up over her for that long? I'll pine for women over years and years, but they need to have moved my heart in some way first. For example, the first and second loves of my life. Girl boss was just an amusement, and I never thought about her between matches. Anyway, I accepted her offer, still unsure if I'd go through with it or not. I think I was trying to hire for a new weeknight shift at my group home, or my usual weeknight shift was on scheduled PTO, but for some reason I had been sleeping in the staff bedroom the week leading up to my hotel date with Girl Boss. The staff bedroom was comfortable, and that particular group of teens didn't cause any overnight trouble, but I generally still slept marginally better at home in my Foothills apartment. Girl boss texted me about how I better not bail on her because she was having a lot of work done on herself in preparation for the night. Work like a mani-pedi, a pubic waxing, hair care, and whatever else girl bosses do for themselves. I told her my split shift would end sometime in the later morning. I'd get a nap in all afternoon and then drive the two hours to see her before evening. She made sure the hotel was right off the freeway and convenient for me. Her sexy pregame photos did fan the flames of my interest, and my nap was restful. So when the time came, I decided to hop in my car and pursue casual sex. This is fucked up, right? I thought to myself as I parked at the hotel, never before having thought of myself as a sex-only romp-style man. 
Trump winning the presidency felt like the end of civilization, so I suppose I was presently unconcerned with wild consequences. Girl boss pulled her much nicer car into a space caddy corner to my car and waved enthusiastically. She disembarked her driver's seat and did look like a million shiny bucks. She handed me her big suitcase, which contained skimpy wardrobe changes, and said she specifically asked for a room in the back and on a high floor because she liked to make noise. I was frightened and aroused. I obediently followed her to the front desk and stood silently as she handled everything. We didn't make much conversation in the elevator ride up the excessive number of floors she requested, but she grinned and swayed with a ton of giddy enthusiasm. You know you can touch me, girl boss blurted out, standing in front of the bed while I was still rifling through the takeout menus, the Bible in the nightstand's drawer, a promising list of satellite TV channels, and all the local business cards, as one typically does upon entering a newly rented room. Oh, I said, as I got a great look at girl boss. Her loose little dress did in fact look ready to disappear from her body. Despite her radiating hotness, I suddenly felt more nerves of the fight-or-flight variety, emphasis on flight, than I did pangs of arousal, so I bounced her onto the mattress and ate her pussy. She put on quite a show with the squirming, writhing, and screaming. Now, I'm not knocking anybody that enjoys no-strings-attached hotel sex. Obviously, here I am participating in it, but I couldn't shake the feeling that this encounter wasn't for me and I was acting outside my comfort zone. We tried to have sex, but I couldn't keep an erection inside a condom. Girl boss suggested I take her to dinner as a way to get out of my head. Dinner at the Mexican restaurant she picked was exquisite. I drank a beer and ate amazing chimichangas. Phoenix knows Mexican food. When you see the red cackled plastic cups, the basket of chips with bowls of salsa, and red condiment tubes of varied hot sauces, you know your meal is going to be fire. Girl boss and I finally made proper conversation, and I way more enjoyed the feeling of being on a date than I had felt trying to get something sexy going 10 minutes after meeting a new woman. As I drove us back to our hotel, she unzipped my pants and started jerking me off from the passenger side. She got my behind-the-wheel erection really raging. We parked, raced upstairs, and had powerful, raw, and unprotected sex for hours. Just like Girl Boss had hoped when she scheduled the sex-only romp. You really worried me before we went to dinner, Girl Boss shared before adding, but this has worked out even better than I dreamed. We're going to meet like this all the time. Unfortunately, Girl Boss was insatiable. She could just not get enough dick and call it a night. I briefly put on a movie, but she impatiently waited out the film and then asked for more sex. Shower sex. Floor sex. Chair sex. More mattress sex. As my energy ramped down, hers accelerated up until she finally bit me. Bit me fucking hard! Oh yeah, I do that when I'm having a good time, she bashfully told me as I nursed my wound. I asked girl boss if she wanted anything from the gas station across the street and told her I needed some items that would build back my strength for the remainder of our time together. She asked for a soda and a candy bar and offered to go with me, but I told her to wait and enjoy the room. On my way out, she showed me the pair of pink panties from her big suitcase she said she would be wearing and waiting in for me. 
I filled up a tall cup of caffeine, turned off my phone, and in the dead of night drove all the way back to Tucson. I didn't turn my phone back on until I was on duty at my group home. I handed the mobile instrument of my doom to a group home kid and asked him to power it up and read me the incoming hurricane of hate. Now, I say group home kid, but this was an 18 or 19 year old man with his own sex stuff already going on. You can go back and read the part about the demographic for which I worked. Anyway, group home kid laughed his ass off reading me girl boss's messages like, how dare you? And never felt more humiliated in all my life before concluding, yeah, that definitely sounds like she had sex with Jason. Girl boss got her revenge when a month later, the Pima County Health Department slapped a warning on my door that a recent sexual partner tested positive for an STD. At first, I ignored the notification because I was also in a war with my upstairs hillbilly neighbors, part seven of my recent book, and figured they might be fucking with me like I used government reporting websites to fuck with them all the time. But the Pima County Health Department was persistent and began bombarding me with calls and also sending copies of the warning to any past addresses that could reasonably be associated with me. When my mom texted me a photo of the mail stack I needed to come collect from my childhood home, I decided this warning might be legitimate and started to panic. I called the 800 number on one of the letters, but the representative would not give me any information at all. He just said I needed to go get tested, and the constant harassment was only in their best interest of keeping me healthy. I roll. I started with the neighborhood pharmacy that had a convenience clinic inside and obtained a lab order for comprehensive tests. I went and got my blood drawn while my group home kids were at school and their jobs and then entered a week of pure and constant cold sweat. Because of the intensity with which the Pima County Health Department pursued me, I was absolutely sure I had AIDS and would soon be looking like Tom Hanks in his role in Philadelphia while apologizing to my parents for being such a careless, fucking moron. My fear was dialed up to 11 when for unrelated reasons I broke out in a full body rash. I must have super AIDS. No! When I stopped feeling sorry for myself long enough to get mad, I called girl boss and for a stretch of time got ignored over and over. Enraged, I started calling her work contacts and the family members I could identify from her social media. Eventually, she broke her silence and answered. Do you have an STD you want to tell me about? I asked her. Yeah, that's me. Sorry, I got tested in the process is to then notify my past partners. I'm not a slut. There was just this one other guy and he said he was clean. So is it AIDS? I interrupted. What the fuck? Reacted girl boss before answering. Syphilis. Oh, thank God, I exclaimed, hanging up the call to dance around the group home in celebration. I thought as much as I don't want syphilis, at least it isn't one of the incurable STDs. Eventually... I attended my follow-up appointment at the convenience clinic inside the neighborhood pharmacy, and the male nurse practitioner relayed my results to me in real time as the blood lab read my results to him over the phone. Negative, 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 and ask about super AIDS. Negative. The results for every nasty bug rolled out in a clean sweep of relief and I slumped off the bed's paper dressing and sat on the floor. Are you going to pass out? asked the concerned NP. 
No, I'm just taking a minute, I answered. Your health is remarkable, he continued. You don't even have cold sores like most of your peers do by now. I didn't yet know about body glitter or what the fuck a cold sore on the mouth had to do with it, but for this moment in time, I was more relieved than I had ever been in my entire life, and I vowed some big changes. I was never, ever going to meet another woman for a sex-only romp in a hotel. And I've stayed true to my word, except for a couple of oopsies. Please bookmark bestifyoudon't.com for more blog posts, stories, and updates. I still need to tell you how school year 21-22 played out at the Fox High School and what happened at Mr. Spud Spank's wedding. Thank you. It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19 genital herpes and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com.